Well, welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell and Men's Divorce video and podcast. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and managing partner of Cordell and Cordell. Every week, twice a week, we try to bring you information for guys before, during, and after divorce. And again, today is no different. We're going to talk about a topic that we haven't addressed in the 34 weeks, which I can't believe you think we've had addressed everything that we that is out there. But there's another one item out here that's so important, and and we'll talk about it. Uh, with our guest today and uh, from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Welcome to our program. Thank you. Nice to be here. So keep in mind, these are talking points. This isn't uh, to develop attorney-client relationship. You know, I always caution that this isn't legal advice. Uh, there are so many uh, facts and circumstances that would uh, probably dictate a, a different conversation and a different result and really a different um, talking perspective about what we should do. And But I think what's important when you talk about this topic today is that you'll understand the emphasis that you really should seek the counsel of an attorney. And obviously, if you need a consult with us, we're available at 866-DADS-LAW or on the web at Cordell Cordell. Dot com. All right, Danielle, let's get into it. Really, let's talk about the one thing, and I, it was kind of surprising yet not surprising when uh, I was thinking about this topic that you wanted to present on, which is really some of the most important things, um, in, I guess, are related to estate planning, which includes the gambit, you know, uh, from powers of attorney to wills and trusts. Guys easily overlook this, uh, and even perhaps their attorneys don't think about it. It isn't front and center, and divorce is stressful. And, you know, you're being asked to produce a lot of information like, you know, hey, give me your tax returns, give me your pay stub, you know, what do you want to do with custody? And then we're not really thinking and focusing on some of the things that are pretty critical. So why don't you start it off for everyone listening and watching, um, you know, durable powers of attorney, really important place to start about if you've got something in place, I'll put aside the fact that you don't have it. We'll talk about that a little bit, but what? Why is that so important to change when we talk about durable powers of attorney? Well, it, it, you're you're exactly right in that when you're when you're going through a separation and a divorce, and you're working with an attorney, and you're you're focused on the immediate, the right now. What's going to happen with my children over the next two weeks, two months, two years? And and you're focused on very short term. Uh, solutions and and a lot of problems are coming at you and a lot of things that affect you day to day to day are all over your plate right now and you're you're kind of drinking from the fire hose trying to get that information trying to get those issues resolved and issues that are more back burner that are more long term such as estate planning and things like that do fall to the wayside so it is critically important to keep it uh, front and center as you're going through this process and the very first thing you look at changing is not necessarily an estate document, but is a general durable power of attorney. And a lot of folks will get those uh, when they are married. It allows the person you designate as your power of attorney, often your spouse, to make financial decisions on your behalf. They can go to the bank and clean out your bank account. They can call the insurance company and change your insurance policy. They can call the DMV or they can go to the DMV and they can change your car registration. Uh, all of these things are wrapped up in one document, and it is an extremely powerful document. And that document uh, needs to be changed pretty much immediately upon your separation because it is valid and durable and in effect until you change it. So um, quickly after separating, once you realize my the person I've designated as my um, power of attorney may no longer be looking out for my best interests, 
um, you absolutely need to take the steps necessary to change that document and designate another person to act as your power of attorney. Or if you don't feel comfortable designating someone else, simply destroy the current power of attorney or take whatever steps are necessary in your state to make your current power of attorney no longer effective. Yeah. Um, that mean, will prevent your spouse, uh, your estranged spouse from acting in ways that you don't want and you really can't prevent once they have that power of attorney document in hand. And it is such a simple process one, to actually get this document created and enforced, and it's just equally simple to go ahead and cancel, revoke it, modify it, and change it. For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell & Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. So really one of the things that's important, many guys have been very proactive about getting these documents created. And, you know, this, as you mentioned, the financial part, I mean, gosh, you, you've done the right things. You know, when you got married, you may have had kids and trying to make sure you put all your affairs in order and appointing someone to be in charge of your finances. And yet now you've got a document that allows someone to do things that you don't want them to do, which is crazy, which brings up the pandemic. You know, you've got COVID and now you probably have, if you've done a power of attorney for general powers of attorney, now you've got likely a healthcare. You should make that change too and appoint the right person, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I tell my clients um, right off the bat, the last person you want making the decision about your healthcare when you're not able to is a person that you're in a divorce lawsuit with or in litigation with. So uh, absolutely, it's critical. Pick a sibling, pick a trusted family member. If you have adult children, um, someone who can make medical decisions on your behalf if you're not able to. Um, that's when that healthcare power of attorney kicks in. It's not if you're just going to the doctor and having a routine. It's, it's when you're in the operating room. It's when you're unconscious. It's when you're in a coma. And um, again, if, it, it, if you have someone designated, such as a spouse or things like that, who has very ill feelings towards you at the moment, that's the last person you want um, making decisions for you when you're physically incapable of doing it. Yeah. I mean, again, it's guys, you know, you tend to, their attorneys may remind them at the conclusion of the divorce, hey, don't forget to make your changes. But gosh, with this pandemic, really need to be very proactive and really, and there'd be many listening right now that don't have these documents. And I, and I can't stress enough, obviously, we have a trusted partner that we have referred things to called Tucker Allen. Go to TuckerAllen.com, you get more information about that and figure out what you can and should be doing, obviously, uh, to protect yourself, even in the middle of a divorce. So it even goes so far as um, if you die, you know, your spouse and you haven't changed your will, your spouse, if you haven't finished your divorce, may be entitled to some of uh, your estate, right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, and it's interesting, a lot of states, even if you do try to change your will during the divorce, um, the, a lot of states will have what are called statutory um, spousal inheritance rights, which mean that even if you have reached an agreement with your spouse, or I'm sorry, if you've not reached an agreement with your spouse yet as to the, the distribution of your assets and things like that, and you were to pass away during the divorce, even if the divorce hasn't been finalized yet, your spouse can step in and actually inherit from your estate. 
in, in North Carolina, where I practice, we include language in our in separation agreements. So once we've negotiated a separation, terms of separation and property distribution and things like that, we include specific language in there um, that cuts off spouse's inheritance rights. So um, and that is the case whether you have a will or not. So if people don't have a will at all, their spouse can still inherit from them, even though they may be separated, they may be in the middle of the divorce. Um, now, once the divorce is final, that almost always cuts off your inheritance rights. Yeah. But, uh, but there are rights that exist by statute before that, uh, that you can't just write away by modifying your will. Now, that having been said, you should absolutely modify your will as soon as possible um, upon separating uh, in order to make sure that your spouse does not automatically inherit everything. Uh, what a lot of married spouses execute during the marriage is something called a sweetheart will, where it is, I get all your stuff, you get all my stuff if one of us passes. Uh, and, and that would still govern, even though you're separated, unless there has been something specific written into a document. Um, and, and even then, you need to, just because you write in a separation agreement language that says, well, you can't inherit from me by statute anymore, that doesn't change your will. So the will is still there, and the will will trump whatever the statute says. So you need to make sure that you're also changing your will and, um, and, and changing your will to ensure that your spouse does not inherit all your property but also uh, making sure that to the, if you have young children, minor children, uh, and you say, well, I want my property to go to my children, then, um, then that maybe is something you can accomplish through a trust and get it to your children. But the, the one thing most uh, folks going through a divorce do not want uh, after they've spent all this time and money and effort to divide their marital assets is all of a sudden, God forbid, they die, and then all of that goes to the spouse anyway. Yeah. So you absolutely have to take action. It goes so far as even pension, 401ks, IRAs, all that stuff that is so critically important to ensure that you make changes, right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, um, and, and life insurance policies, pensions, IRAs, all of any, any document you filled out where you named your spouse as your beneficiary, you're going to want to change that. Now, I should caution some things that you cannot just automatically take your spouse off as the beneficiary. Uh, sometimes they need to consent to that. And that's a consent that they likely will not give if you're in the middle of a divorce and these assets have not been worked out. So that's something else to bear in mind, though, as you go through the divorce process is uh, you need to make sure that your spouse is agreeing to change herself or himself off of the beneficiary uh, language on any pension plan, retirement plan, 401k, anything like that, where their consent might be required. It goes to even, you know, again, a lot of guys I've met with don't have an estate plan. They don't have anything, you know, which means critical as you're going through it that you begin to plan to create it. But there are guys who have, you know, will and a trust. So you need to make sure you modify those things uh, to the extent that you can. There's no local rule prohibiting it, as you allude to. There's some things that, you know, maybe prohibit you from making changes, but you should consider pulling out that will and trust and taking a look at it and making the changes that are necessary, especially if you have kids. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I would strongly encourage, and I encourage all my clients, if they have a will uh, or any of the state planning documents, bring them in and let your lawyer look at them. Because uh, your, your attorney is going to be an expert, uh, not only in the divorce, but typically will have some knowledge about the estate law in your jurisdiction. And if they don't, they can point you in the right direction. You don't want to just put that on the back shelf and say, okay, I'm just going to deal with that later. I can't deal with that right now. Uh, that's one where you just kind of have to bite the bullet and deal with it right now. Yeah, these things, and I think this is why this uh, topic to me was so uh, interesting and important in that 
you know, you and I are both divorce lawyers, and we at times often you just gloss over some of those critical functions that everyone stresses are important, but we're, you know, again, you know, your eyes are fixated. You may have blinders on, and you're fixated on the issues at hand, custody, maintenance, child support, property, and not thinking about this. Now, pandemic, COVID has really exposed some of those uh, blinders and made us think in a broader sense. So I think it's a great topic. So thanks for bringing that up. And for all guys thinking about it, it really is something, again, tomorrow, today, schedule that consult with your attorney, have a conversation about what your estate plan says, how it affects your divorce. And if you don't have one, get one in place and make sure, especially during this pandemic, because if not now, when are you going to do it? Probably when it's too late. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Daniel, thanks for joining today and bringing that to everyone's attention. And and this is a great topic. Appreciate it. Thank you. So continue to check out uh, CordellCordell.com. Check out our YouTube channel page. We will find uh, many podcasts, videocasts just like this with topics throughout the last 34 weeks that we've done it. Make sure to uh, check out our virtual town hall coming up in a few weeks here in November, where you'll be able to log in watch, register, and ask questions live of our Cordell and Cordell panel of attorneys and get answers right then and right there on a topic with regards to COVID. And we're going to talk a little bit about what it's doing to the court system, uh, what you can do to help facilitate and speed up your process and your divorce, and the things you can do to keep your case moving along. So if you want to go ahead and register, you can do that. It's free. Just go to CordellCordell.com. If you want more information on the consultation, certainly we can do it in person via Zoom or on the telephone. Whatever is your preference, keeping health and safety in mind, you can give us a call at 866-DADS-LAW throughout the country. As you know, we have offices across the United States as well as the United Kingdom. So until next time, have a good week.